Welcome, now that I'm on microphone, to Chasm Quest live recording at Hypericon 2018. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. Do you want to do you want to give some plugs um, while you're up here? Uh, anything? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm Jamie. I run a little game company called Signal Fire Studios. And uh, if you like D and D, I've got a uh, an adventure coming out. We got an early access version of it. It's called A Delve in the Cave. Uh, the early access is out now. The final one will be in stores in October. So you can go to SignalFireStudios.com or my website for random stuff, JamieChambers.net. What kind nice. of, uh, like if you could say a particular genre, what genre is this? Like just standard fantasy or is it um, it's It's, it's a little bit, um, kind of a little bit of a nod to some old school dungeon crawls. It's obviously the, from the title, it's set in a cave, but very much influenced uh, as mystery and kind of Welsh, uh, medieval Wales inspired folklore Ooh. that kind of go into oh. what's going on in the, oh, in the backstory. So yeah. Nice. That's cool. awesome. We love mythology. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jamie, for um, you. joining us. Are we ready to get started? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do oh, it. Oh, yes. Hi. Feeling toasty. <laughs> Ooh. Are we still making toasty a thing? <laughs> Is that toasty? What's a thing? All right, for a little bit of context for you uh, audience members who maybe haven't listened to episode one yet of uh, Chasm Quest uh, called The Thessalining, these uh, four adventurers have just left the land of Trayland heading for the New Lands, a newly discovered land that, um, that the Trailanders are trying to colonize and make their own. They're trying to do an excursion from the western coast to the eastern coast, uh, but there's about a three-month gap as they travel over the Chasm Sea. So you guys have been traveling for a couple of weeks now. A few things have happened, um, and a few little side adventures have gone on. Look for those as bonus episodes in between uh, each episode released. And, um, and you guys are just hanging out in the common room, kind of eating your, your next meal, uh, God, your next meal of gruel mm. and apples, which unfortunately has become the only thing available on the, uh, the ship Thessla's Grace, which was mysteriously renamed to what? You can find out in episode one. <laughs> so, we'll probably say it though. Inside this uh, common area on the second level of this uh, glorious ship, it's three tiers. Um, you, are, um, uh, you are in the hold of it, or not the hold, in the common area where you're eating a meal. So you guys are just kind of uh, eating at your gruel. It's early in the morning. And um, uh, the Duke Erwin, a very high-class, well-dressed um, high elf, uh, comes down into the common area. He's made his way from the royal suite, and he approaches you four, and he says, Hyas, Telnius, Rory, Kalun? Yeah. Are you uh, nearly finished with your meal here? I can yeah, use just a few about, more yeah. minutes. Uh, depends what you want. Um, well, there's a very important meeting that I would like you all to attend. Oh, another one. Okay. What a uh, very important. Yes. Uh, where, where, where should we go? Uh, well, if you'll just follow me, go ahead and throw your apple cores just on the ground like you usually Done. do. You barbarians. <laughs> we already did. All right, great. So you follow Duke Erwin as he gets, heads up the stairs. And usually when you'd uh, go to a meeting, you'd be meeting with the Lord Protector in the Royal Suite and also with Duke Erwin. But 
he is instead veering off up the stairs to head to the platform with the captain's wheel, and the uh, captain's quarters are just up there, um, which you've never stepped foot into before. So you all pass uh, the first mate at the wheel, and Aaron opens the door to you as you enter a world of worlds, Captain Abram's office. You see before you a museum of culture, relics from the southern lands of Kasanya, a crown of bright rainbow feathers and festive painted skulls, artifacts from the Elven Isle Barda, pink marble statues and a jar of black sand. And sitting behind a massive desk filled with navigation tools, maps and parchments, coins of all currency and charred tobacco is none other than Captain Abram himself wearing a worn naval jacket and a three-pointed hat. The stem of his pipe is lost within his unruly white beard. Greetings and salutations, boys. I'm sure you're wondering why you've been summoned here. No, I'm, no, we're not. <laughs> you're not wondering, you're not curious at all. Well, let me explain a few things. Uh, I'm sure you're aware of the situation we find ourselves in, a, a lack of supply due to a recent, recent incident. Oh, yeah. Yes, I'm sure Goblin. you're sick of eating gruel and apples. Is that correct? Yes, yes, uh, and scuttles. All right, well, if, uh, if we don't find more food soon, we won't be able to sustain the crew for another two months of voyage. Even rationing down to one meal, m meal of gruel a day isn't enough to keep my crew working even in the calmest of storms. Abram draws on his pipe. I've got a plan, something that can get us fed until we reach the new lands. But the details of this plan cannot include anyone other than the six of us here in this room. Is that perfectly clear? Understood. Yeah. Ah, ah okay, sure. All right, that's four eyes. Duke Owen and Duke Erwin, he nods. Very good. There's a group of islands just a few days off course. Uh, Abram stands and shuffles through the maps on his desk. He pulls one of the maps from the bottom of the pile and he lays this new map on the table on his uh, desk. And he says, um, these are the Lock Islands. These have remained a secret for many years. On these islands, there is a small settlement, Shantytown. It is run and populated by the pirates of the Chasm Sea. The pirates came to an agreement to establish a type of home base where they could operate from and help each other out. There is a mass store of food and supplies that will ensure our passage to the new lands. What I will tell the Lord Protector is that we have buried, that I personally have buried and stored supplies on this island in case of emergency. What he can't know is that we are venturing to Shantytown to bargain for supplies. I have a few old acquaintances who owe me some favors. It should be relatively painless, but no one else on the ship can know that this settlement exists. You said pirates, right? That is correct. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. I need you all to accompany me as we take the back route into Shantytown to avoid it being discovered by Alistair. It's the high season for pirating, so there will only be a few brigands on the North Island. But it's not the pirates I'm worried about. A question. Oh uh, yes. Uh, Rory. If, if we're going into this uh, pirate-infested area, yes, uh, wouldn't we want the whole crew to know that there's this danger? <laughs> hmm. 
Well, that's the thing. If we want to keep my good connection, and if we want to keep our necks intact, we can't let any of the uh, official royal guard know that these, uh, these lands have been settled by pirates. So why don't, why don't we just tell them that there's dangerous wildlife on the island to stay on the ship and guard it? Or like large uh, coconuts that might fall on you. Yeah. yeah. They don't, oh, they don't these are all great ideas. Let me get my ink and quill real quick. Okay. Yes. Continue. <laughs> Dangerous right, wildlife. Let's just go. Let's go. Coconuts let's falling it. from and, the sky. And large coconuts. Any yeah, other ways yeah, that we, we can persuade them to let us go on our own? Sharks, maybe. And sharks. Land, land sharks. Land sharks. And sharks. Yeah. Sharknadoes, maybe. <laughs> no, no, okay. that's too far. <laughs> oh, I've gone too far. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a different universe. <laughs> Well, very good. Uh, y y yes, uh, obviously, my concern is not specifically with the pirates uh, on our behalf, because you have me, Captain Abram, with you, but it is what lies within the islands, the fauna, the creatures forgotten by time, never before encountered by civilization. It'll be a dangerous trek, but you all will be graciously rewarded. With what? Food, it sounds oh, like yeah, food. not yeah. starving yeah. to like, death. We will not starve to death. And I'm a pirate, so plenty of booty. I'll go with you, Abram, but I swear to God, if they give us more gruel, I am going to just flip. <laughs> I have no, I, I have, I, I know for a fact that there is more than gruel and apples in the shantytown. Okay. Okay, I'm in it for the where. booty. <laughs> Aren't we all? All right. So a few days pass, and on the horizon appears, as, as you have veered slightly off course from the New Lands to the Lock Islands, um, it, the, uh, the Lock Islands themselves, the, these large standing cliffs appear in the distance. Um, your ship finds its way to the western island at White's Bay. Uh, this is a white sandy beach. Um, which will be your entry point into the Lock Islands. Western, that's like left, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Roy. You, that's, that's our map reader there. Um, so um, uh, inside the bay, which Captain Abrams says opens to a trail that will lead you to this uh, small uh, that will lead you guys, a small troop, to the well-hidden shantytown. The air, like, once you, once you step off and start heading towards this trail, um, uh, the rest of the crew is kind of taking advantage of this break in sailing. They're setting up on the, uh, on the sandy beach uh, with their towels out, going for a, a, a quick swim, diving off the side. And there's, there's, this is just beautiful, clear, crystal, clear waters up on the white, um, white sand bay. And... Uh, the um, uh -oh. <laughs> the, um, the the foliage though is different from what you guys have seen. It's more jungle-esque, larger uh, leaves, these sorts of things. And so you guys follow Captain Abram into the wilderness. Uh, the air is uh, muggy and filled with buzzing insects. The jungles of this island are thick with vines and palm branches. The clear water uh, coolly rushes up onto the shores of the white sand. Um, a, let's see here. A small platform wagon has been fashioned from the extra lumber. Uh, two pack mules are tethered to the wagon, uh, and then Captain Abram announces, all righty, boys. It's just the five of us from here on out. Um, he draws a cutlass and begins hacking away at the greenery. Um, who would like to drive the wagon? I'll do it. 
All right, Rory, you uh, you sit upon that small seat, and your drive <laughs> the the buff halfling is driving these two mules a wagon into the wilderness of the Lock Islands. Can I so, I'm behind the wagon. I don't want to. You can be behind the wagon. wagon. <laughs> I want to be. I want to be in front of it. Okay. <laughs> Anywhere but in front. Well, I I mean, like you've have you seen a parade? Are you sure you want to be behind the Have you donkeys? seen a parade? <laughs> I, I, I yeah, can't Colin. say I have. No. <laughs> Are there any parades in someone? Um, no parades. No parades here. <laughs> Just you five gallivanting through the rough terrain. Um, and so you finally meet up with a trail. Uh, Abram looks to his map and says, See? I knew it was here the entire time. And uh, from here on out, you guys can either ride in the wagon, making your way a little easier, or walk next to it. Um, I uh, I want to ride in the wagon, but I'm pouring over um, my the book of Tesla. But if you pay attention, I'm, I'm really just watching other people watch me look at the book. I'm not really reading it. You know, it's just like, <laughs> look at me. I'm in my my book. Right. <laughs> the Cap- book's upside down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the captain, he's leading. He he does look back a couple of times and kind of gives you a little uh, a side uh, side glance. I wink. Okay. All right. Well, you guys make your way further into the, uh, into the wilderness, and you come to a point about a mile from the cliffs where there's Harrow's Bridge. The Harrow Bridge, you're trying to cross in order to reach Shantytown on the northern island. Um, so you're about a mile away from these cliffs, and everyone roll me perception. Not one. <laughs> I just fell asleep <laughs> on the wagon. <laughs> it's going to be a six. 17. 22. Uh, all right. Um, wow. Tell me this. So because you were pretending to read, you, um, <laughs> you glance past your book, and on the side of the trail, you see um, a bit of blood there. What is, what is that? Do you guys... Rory, hold on. Slow down. Is that... Yeah. Is that blood? That was a stop here, yeah, by the way. That was a disaster. <laughs> they got really, the mules got really excited to stop. Uh, yeah, so you stop, and uh, would you like to investigate? Uh, yeah, yeah Rory, I, well, I uh, ask for, uh, Rory, can you, uh, do you mind coming with me? And uh, I hide behind him a little bit as we go. <laughs> you hide uh, behind him. That's so yeah, really yeah, hard yeah, to do. So you're crawling on your, okay. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll point walk it out first, yeah. All right, um, Telnius, give me a uh, investigation check. Rory, give me a survival check. Okay. Um, 13, investigation. Beautiful. That would be 15. All right. Okay, so with the, you got 13 and 15, correct? So Telnius, you're, you're still only able to see the, the pool of blood, but um, you're able to also see that it leads off of the trail and into um, into the wilderness a little bit more off of this trail. Um, Rory's character, you're able to see um, what look like clawed footprints about twice or maybe three times the size of your hand in the mud near the, near the blood. I point those out immediately. I say, look, those look like clawed footprints. You need to pull a blood right there. <laughs> what do you uh, think made those, a raccoon? <laughs> Could be a really big coconut that fell from the tree. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but something. Yeah, Rory, Rory's got some small hands, so maybe yeah, it's make, just a raccoon. Can I uh, make a knowledge nature check to recognize the footprints? Um, yes, you may. Oh, 
since I'm there, can I do the same thing? Uh, yeah, sure. Ooh, nat 20. Oh, beautiful. Metagaming always wins out in the end. <laughs> um, yeah, so Rory, you realize that you're, like, you're able to look closer at the print, and you're able to see that there are kind of reptilian scales that have been impressed into the dirt along with these. It, it looks like three larger claws um, on the front and... Um, and more scale like so you I know it's that. of reptilian nature i say well boys it looks like we stumbled onto a jurassic world <laughs> <laughs> um have you ever seen a raccoon with scales before <clears throat> it's probably uh, a snake you don't want to you don't want to <laughs> uh from out of the foliage um you guys see you you hear a bit of a rustle I, I hear Russell. What is that? Hey, Russell, get out of there. Russell, get out of there. Get out of Russell, there. Get what are you doing there, here. Russell? Get out of there. And limping out of the foliage is a uh, rather large half-orc. Uh, Jamie, would you like to introduce your character and yeah. what you look like? You see a uh, greenish-tinged... Uh, hello, <laughs> you Siri. You said you, Siri. Oh. <laughs> it up. See. Anyway, uh, it's about six foot nine, rippling with muscles, almost naked except for... Uh, sash around his uh, waist and, and shorts. He's barefoot and just got arm bandages wrapped around his wrists. Uh, uh, tusks sticking up from uh, his uh, bottom lip and a kind of a, a weird chest tattoo that has a that you may or may not recognize as a symbol of a monastic order. Mm. Rory is very impressed by seeing this very muscular figure with a chest tattoo walking out of the forest. Yeah, so you guys see yeah. him approach. How far, how far away are we from each other? Oh, you have just peered out of the foliage, so about 10 feet away. You see, you see oh, this wow. wagon and the donkeys, and you see the four of them and, and Captain uh, Abram as and well. And I shout out, who are you? Oh, well, greetings. I am Gruck. And Brother Gruck. And Brother, Brother Gruck. Gruck, I should mention, on his left thigh has a rather large... Uh, uh, a gaping wound on his left thigh. Oh, he looks hurt. Tell me, us. Um, can you take care of that? Uh, yeah. But who, who are you? I, I don't. Know, I don't know who this guy is. I'm not. Well, he's a muscular green man. What do you? What more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what more could you ask? Um, I'm lost. Grux can't find friends. Oh. oh well. Okay. Um, Is this your blood on the ground? Good question. Is that my blood on the ground? It is your blood on the ground. And just as you're, um, just as you're kind of quizzing this out, um, uh, Captain Abram puts a hand up and pulls his cutlass out. And he says, I, I thought I heard something. Everyone, draw your weapons. Okay, I cast Cure Wounds on Grok. Okay, very good. I pull out my short sword. Very good. So and you take uh, eight points of health. He, he kind of walks a little bit past Gruck, and he's kind of looking backwards and forwards, and he looks down on the ground, and he sees, um, he sees another one of those footprints, and he leans down to look at it. Um, I think I've heard tale of these. And he looks up, and staring him in the face is this reptilian creature, eyes on the sides of its head, a, 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 a long tooth gapped uh, maw, and uh, this is the head of a velociraptor. Ah! <laughs> he pulls from his side 
a flint rock pistol. And he says, don't worry, boys. Just stay real still. And he's shaking as he brings up the pistol. And just to his left, a second one appears. Oh, no. And he says, clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> and he is pounced by the second one. His pistol goes off, shooting into the air. Um, Ayas, we'll go to you for the next round. There's two velociraptors in the foliage about 10 feet away from you. I drop a smoke bomb and I race for Abram. <laughs> oh, great. A smoke bomb. <laughs> All right. Um, and so you drop the smoke bomb, uh, kind of blinding anyone in that 20-foot cloud. And that is your bonus action. You rush in. Of course, with your magical sight, thanks, Ayas, <laughs> you can still see. So you're able to see... Um, uh, Captain Abram fighting with the first raptor, and the second raptor uh, is now kind of looking around lost within the smoke. What would you like to do? I run over and I kick the velociraptor on Abram. All right, give me a strength check. 20. Oh, my God. You drop kick the velociraptor <laughs> off of Abram. You just, like, bring your full body, and you run in, the smoke bomb having uh, uh, exploded. And, yeah, you drop kick a velociraptor. Uh, and that's, that's Chasm Quest, everyone. All right. Thank you. <laughs> that's awesome. Eventually. Roll, uh, roll a d6 for damage. Yeah. Three plus uh, five. Oh. Dang. Okay, so eight points already, and now you are laying next to this velociraptor that you have just drop kicked. Uh, Telnius, we'll go to you. Great. Um, are the are both of the velociraptors still in the cloud? Um, one was just drop kicked out of the cloud a little bit, but you'd have to maneuver right. into the foliage to see around the okay. uh, the cloud. So I I leave the cloud, uh, move out of the cloud, uh, kind of. Uh, kind of a religious move to move out of the cloud mm -hmm. of unknowing. Yeah, that's good. my goal there. Thanks mm. for catching that. Okay. Um, and then I cast <laughs> Scorching Ray on the wounded. Uh, uh, Give me a roll. Cool. So that's 11, uh, 12, and 16. Okay, the second two hit. Cool. Roll your damage. All righty. So Telnia steps out of the cloud, seeing the Velociraptor wounded, laying on the ground um, next to Ayas, shoots three scorching rays, two of them land onto it, and uh, is not happy about that. So 14 points of damage. Wow. Um, actually, that one, it, it does that uh, awful noise that I just made to its death. <laughs> I... Uh... I look at it and smile and then look at everyone around me and say, toasty. <laughs> you just said that to like a, a gray cloud of smoke. Perfect. Yeah, no I mean, that's great. <laughs> All right, uh, Rory, what would you like to do? I think uh, you're still at the edge of the trail just outside of the, or just within the cloud. Inside the cloud, okay. Um, Rory would uh, see this. Uh, he said, this is the first fight we've had in weeks. I'm so excited. And he goes into this rage, but it's like a big grin on his face, and he just jumps towards the direction of the last, where he last saw a raptor, and he tries to grapple the raptor. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so uh, give me a strength check. Take disadvantage because you're inside the cloud, or uh, just roll once because okay. you're in rage. So that would be um, 20 with, uh, with 
bonuses. Okay, so you're able to, even through the cloud of, of smoke around you, you're able to uh, find the outline of this raptor, and you literally leap on its back and begin wrestling with it, like wrestling its neck back and forth, and just when you think you have a good grip on it, it whips its tail forward into the back of your head, knocking you off next to it. It will now take its turn. <laughs> oh, oh. He just rolled a natural 20. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, you take uh, 12 points of damage Whoa. as it tail whips you off of him and then steps a claw onto your chest and rakes down your tattoo opening uh, to the oh. wounds of uh, this velociraptor oh, claw. Mm. Mm. Plus, tail whip lowers your accuracy, doesn't it? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's sane attack. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> tail whip is, uh, I think, defense. Okay. Uh, Kowloon, what would you like to do? Yeah, so I didn't see any of this, right? Nope. Because smoke? You're okay. in smoke. I uh, said, oh, what, you hear me say, ouch! <laughs> All right. You hear a lot of happenings. Yeah, so I just, I, since I can't see anything, I just yell out, Riamarasios, and I give... Uh, Rory here, a bardic inspiration uh, to you on his next turn. And then I just start saying, uh, or playing my flute. Okay, because so I, out of the cloud of unknowing comes yeah, this beautiful flute music. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Bard. Uh, Gruck would have expected bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen to, uh, oh, yeah. listen to episode three. Wait. All right, uh, yeah, Gruck, it's now your turn. What, well, two questions. One, is, is this the thing that hurt me or things like this? This is the thing that hurt you. It Excellent. bad, Gruck. All right. It bad. Um, and can I see anything where I'm standing? Uh, give me a perception check with disadvantage. All right, 15 modified. 15, perfect. Yeah, you're able to see the outline, and you saw also the outline of uh, Rory's character jumping on the back, and now it's foot on top of Rory, so you're right. able to see a, a pretty good right. outline I, of it. I charge forward. I'm hoisting a club the size of a big, thick tree branch, <laughs> and I go uh, take a swing at this thing and immediately follow up using the momentum of the first swing to roundhouse kick it after Oh, uh, yeah. Swing. Give me both those rolls. So, on our first, we're going to do Grit Club. Gruck the Monk. Will be uh, 22 for the hit with the uh, club. Unarmed yep. Strike, also a 22. Oh my gosh. All right, All give right. me your damage and I'll uh, let you All know right. how this plays out. So uh, the club hits it four, uh, five, and that will be seven on the, the kick. Uh, so 13 total, uh, or 12 total. <laughs> nice. I'm the DM. Don't question me. <laughs> yeah. Tell me this is our math guy. <laughs> it was to your advantage, Tell me this. Come on. Why are you so honest? Such a cleric. Um, so yeah, 12 points of damage. So you, after this thing has just raked your friend uh, Rory, you walk up and you just hit the jaw of this velociraptor and some of its teeth fall onto the ground. And then your roundhouse kick knocks the head the other way, uh, knocking more teeth out. It is not happy about that. So he is going to... Yeah, does a 25 hit your oh, AC, Gruck? That will absolutely hit. Okay, like and you take, <laughs> yeah, so you'll take uh, seven points of damage as this thing bites down uh, onto your shoulder, like just near your jugular. Ow. <laughs> okay, so it's still biting down, Ayas. You're on the ground. 
And there's one like right next to me, laying next to me, right? Uh, that one's been defeated by Telnius, but you, if you were to stand up, you would be within melee range of the one that is biting into Gruk's shoulder. I do that. I race over to the one biting on Gruk's shoulder, and I just lay into it with my short sword. With 13. 13 hits. Roll your damage. <laughs> nice. Three. Well, um, Gruck had done most of the literal grunt work, and so three points of damage is enough to take it down. Uh, I asked, how do you end this? Uh, so the, 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 the jaw is still on Gruck, and the rest of the body is still kind of uh, in this uh, cloud of smoke. Yep, I grab it by the shoulder, and I thrust my short sword into its neck and just twist it, cutting the head off, and the head's still attached to his shoulder. <laughs> and Rory's laying on the ground like underneath that and just, uh -huh. like, covered in blood. <laughs> just like, this is the coolest thing. <laughs> so it's still just hanging on, like, a dead snapping turtle. Just, yeah. like, latched on. It's like your, your pirate, on, or your parrot on your shoulder. Yes. You just have a velociraptor head just hanging out Grunk there. will call him Bitey. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm, He's I'm a creative walk, type. <laughs> I'm gonna walk into the smoke after everything's said and done, and grab one of those large claws off the uh, off the raptors and put it in my sparring. Nice, very good. So taking some uh, taking something for the road. Yeah, yeah a, a, little a little snack for later. Yeah, I uh, nothing I, like a little raptor claw. For I want to cast a prayer of healing. Uh, it it takes a little while, but just to kind of heal the people who've taken damage up a bit. Um, and if we're out of combat, then. We mm -hmm. should be able to yeah, take, take the, the full. full. Yeah, I'm going to drag Abram out of the smoke. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, that, got, uh, that got real chaotic there for a second. Yeah, fire first and talk later, Abram. Well, I just thought I had, I had right in the dead of his eyes, I had me shot. But that, that second one really did sneak up on me there. I, I, <laughs> I do apologize. <laughs> well, uh, jumps up and looks to Gruck and says, uh, how long have you been out here? What happened to you? Gruck relieve himself in trees. <laughs> Friends took off. Friends are assholes. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like some pretty poor friends. Oh man, are your friends naked and green too? Uh, naked sometimes. <laughs> not green. Uh, uh, Gruck, uh, would you like to make your way back to the shanty town? Please, Gruk, much obliged. It seems like you've wandered far off of your course. Uh, yes, we can find you a bit more of healing there and, uh, and uh, some safety. Gruk, be safe in Shantytown. Ah. Gruk, thank you. Great, so you everyone takes Fries the jaws of the Velociraptor out and then just hurls it like a baseball pitcher into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So you guys kind of load back into the wagon. Uh, Gruck will lay you out because of that still um, pretty intense wound, even with the healing spells. Uh, seems like it might need some treatment still. Maybe a little bit of gangrene has, has uh, gotten into there. Uh, and you no, guys just his skin. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. I failed on me medicine check. <laughs> So you guys make your way for the next That's mile. Racism. Yeah. <laughs> Gangrene is racially pejorative against half-orcs. <laughs> Captain Abram is very sorry. <laughs> so you guys make it the next mile, and you come to um, two cliffs that are separated by the waters of the Chasm Sea. The only thing connecting the, um, uh, connecting the, the western island and the north island is this naturally made stone uh, uh, bridge that connects 
the Western Island to the Northern Island. On the opposite side is a large cascading waterfall uh, falling right next to um, the bridge. And the bridge is pretty narrow, so you kind of have a few options. Uh, rather, Captain Abram says, well, we can either uh, try and drive the wagon over, or we can push the cart, and worry here could lead the mules over. We're all good at pushing. I don't understand. Is there a benefit to one over the other? Well, uh, when you, that's for you to decide. <laughs> mules driving a wagon way more than mules and a wagon separated. Duh. Oh, okay. Well, let's just do that then. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Then we trust your driving skills we, then, Rory. We sure Grok weighs less than the mules, though. <laughs> I guess we Maybe. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, you're, so you're driving the wagon, and are you guys riding in it or walking beside it? I'm just saying it's, it's very narrow, and like this is like natural stone, so like some of the stone is falling off to the left, to the right. There's foliage on top, um, that, that sort of thing. It, it looks dangerous to cross is why I was... Why Abram would present some caution and maybe disconnecting the boats. Uh, Gruck go first. Okay, great, awesome. Uh, Gruck, just give me like a dexterity check as you sure. make your way across the... Ooh, that'd be a um, mighty five. Oh, a nice five. All right, well, let's get, uh, let's get everyone's rolls as you guys are continuing forward. Yeah, I'd say I definitely want to go before the wagon. And um, Rory, if you're driving the wagon, go ahead and give me a um, charisma check with the donkeys. Mine's a 17. Okay. My dex. Mine is also a 17. Seven. Both dex and charisma is 16. Beautiful. So you guys begin making it across um, uh, about halfway over when the, um, when the loud roar of this cascading waterfall um, on, from the northern island cliffs, uh, the, the, the noise of it, the chaos of it, you, you sense, Rory, that the mules are beginning to get a bit frightened and they begin kicking back and forth and they jerk forward for a second because they, they don't want to be, you guys are looking over probably a, um, like, uh, at least 300 foot drop be beneath you. Uh, you guys I, are very high up. Can I cast speak with animals? You may. I, I do. Okay, and what <laughs> and do you tell these mules? <laughs> I say, calm down there, mules. It's going to be okay. We're just going to get across this. It's just noise. That's all. Come on. Rory, stop that. You sound stupid. I know, yeah. It actually <laughs> sounds like Rory just starts going. <laughs> <laughs> I like tell you to zip it. I'm like, oh, okay, great. No. no, this is beautiful. And so, um, yeah, you say these beautiful lines to the mules. And they did shoot forward. Um, and one did hit Gruck a bit. Um, Rory, though, because you were able to calm them, Gruck, uh, give me another dexterity check. Okay. Uh, that'll be a 10. Beautiful. You're able to grab onto the donkey before you feel your balance uh, going off to the, the right side of the bridge uh, uh, to make this plummet, but you're able to grab onto one of the reins from the mules and continue forward. Okay, having seen him talk to the mules, I just decided to thank the mule. <laughs> then I shrug. And I looked at you and I said, that's not a good word to say to those donkeys. Grok apologized. <laughs> but apologize in mule. That was almost a very short uh -huh. guest appearance. <laughs> Great. Uh, you guys have solved my uh, bridge riddle. You have <laughs> made it across. <laughs> that was intense. So after the, after the harrowing crossing <laughs> of the Harrow Bridge, you guys uh, continue another two miles towards Shantytown. 
Um, so the two miles are relatively easy on the Northern Island. Um, unfortunately, Abram picked the wrong, he picked the Velociraptor Island to land on, <laughs> to go into. So um, this, it's starting to get a little bit more beautiful. It's a higher elevation, so a little bit cooler, um, not as muggy. Um, and you guys um, begin to descend, actually, um, in between two cliffs, and the trail now kind of turns more into a uh, road. So you, you come out of the jungle and into a cliff bay. Um, at, there is a gate, and you can see uh, the road uh, uh, beneath you is actually made of this conglomeration of, of pink shells and a little bit of uh, these just shining rocks and, uh, and white uh, white sandy roads, uh, almost like sandstone, I suppose. Um, and you guys make it to the gate uh, where there is a ruffian-looking character uh, waiting at the gate. And um, Abram looks to you all and says, oh, wait here, let me go talk to him. And so he, uh, he goes forward and he reaches into his coat and he kind of looks down. And uh, he's, you see that they're having a few questions back and forth. And he pulls up this, this coin, and he, he shows the coin, and gives a little bow, takes off his hat, and um, the, um, the gates then are opened by this gentleman, and you guys are welcomed into Shanty Town. So, the um, inside- All it takes is a coin. Hmm. All it takes is a coin. That's right, the uh, t-shirt. Sandy, or Shantytown, all it takes is a coin. Um, <laughs> the bay is, uh, so inside there are different levels of wooden buildings, houses on scaffolding. Uh, the bay is filled with crystal clear waters. Only about three pirate ships fill the docks. So the, the cliffs, they, they make this sort of semicircle, and you can see the, the, a river inlet coming in from these cliffs. So if you were to approach from the ocean, it would just look like cliffs and uh, the inlet. So the entire shantytown is covered by kind of this bowl or cylinder of cliffs with at the base being these uh, crystal clear waters and, and white sand and the docks. So only about three uh, ships there. Um, the, the sun reflects off the white sand and the seashell streets, and Abram takes you into the center of this town where a statue of a pirate queen, uh, General Henry Locke herself, stands a sunburst of daggers outlining her shoulders and a rapier at her hip. There is a flagon of ale, a wink, and a smirk chiseled into her stone face that welcomes you into Shantytown. Uh, Abram takes you all to this market area. Uh, this is where you, um, we find some, or he helps you, Gruck, find a healer to help tend to your wounds. You get some medicines, uh, and um, let's see here. And Abram begins talking to another vendor about getting food supplies. What, uh, what kind of welcoming are we receiving from the people? Like, are, are people Ooh. giving us sideways, gl sideways glances, or are they just kind of going about their business, not really noticing us? Good question. So uh, most of you, such as Ayas, um, Kalun, and Rory, and Gruck, obviously you're welcome back into Shantytown. Um, most of you are pretty well welcomed. The only one kind of getting um, uh, 
like side glances would be you, Telnius, yeah. in your Thessalon uh, robes. Um, cool. But I'm, I'm cheesing at everybody that like I'm super happy. <laughs> You're like Fonzie, like, yeah, hey, yeah, like, what's up? obnoxiously. So. They all ignore you. Cool. Yeah, they all just turn around and go about their business. I'm looking around to see if there's like a CrossFit gym or like a, you know something. <laughs> it's been a little while since I've gotten a good one. Um, there are some random beams. It looks like maybe masks that are being worked on, uh, just kind of lying around, but like pieces of them. Okay. If if we're just kind of standing around, I'm just gonna start like kind of picking those up and putting them down. All right. You know? So you start benching the masks. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> thanks, Rory. Um, so uh, Abram comes back to your group. Um, or uh, rather, Abram's talking with the vendor for a little bit, and during this time, actually, um, a, small, uh, a small child, which is strange, you haven't seen any children here, comes up to uh, Kowloon, and he, he looks up and he says, um, is Master Kowloon, is, is that you? It is. I see you've heard of me. Reputation precedes me. Yes, I, I've, I've seen you perform back in Octocraig. Um, I was wondering if you could if you could sign this wee parch parchment for me. Uh, sure, and yeah, I do it. Oh, thank it you so much. Contract you ever read? <laughs> <laughs> so you you sign your name in, yeah. in, in yeah. dwarvish, and he he gets real red in the face, and he runs. Uh, joining the crowd of buccaneers and, and ruffians and whatnot. And, and you could tell he was, he was pretty dirty. It looks like he's been out on the, on the open sea. He's got um, you know, a little bit of sunburn on his face, that sort of thing. But he just kind of disappears back into the crowd. Um, I, uh, I check my purse. Um, yeah, nothing was lifted off of you during this interaction. Um, just as you're kind of checking your purse, Captain Abram rejoins your group. He says, well, it looks like it'll take a few hours for them to gather our supplies, but they're willing to help me out. I, like I said, I had to pull a few favors, but uh, I, think we should, uh, I think we should enjoy a drink after that venture, uh, possibly at the Star's Guide pub. Yeah, a pub sounds great right now. I would love that. a glass of wine. That sounds wonderful. Ah, yes, oh. drinks are on me tonight. Gruck, would you like to join us? Uh, Gruck only drink water, but yes. <laughs> Well, sure water it is, water I will buy all the drinks you want. <laughs> uh, so you guys make it to uh, Star Guide Pub, pretty typical tavern type of thing. You guys get inside, and uh, uh, Abram shows you all like a little dagger game. Do you guys want to join in on the, it, it's just like trying to stamp in between the fingers. Grunk enthusiastically and immediately wants to do this. <laughs> all right, give me a dexterity check with the dagger. Fifteen. Awesome, yeah, so you actually, you win uh, uh, three silver as you're able to quickly guide the, the uh, dagger between your fingers. Uh, I'll also play. All right, so you grab the dagger from Ayas yes. after a few drinks. And I, uh, 19. Wow, amazing. You're able to, uh, just as quickly, if not quicker, you gain yourself five silver as you take yes. the dagger in between. It's, it's real fast and uh, makes a lot of people nervous, but uh, especially since you're the blind guy. <laughs> but like, the blind guy comes up, grabs the dagger, just like, not even looking down. It's just like, what's up? <laughs> so Talius, put your hand right here. <laughs> Roy's really impressed by Gruck, and his good buddy just did this as well. So he's like, I'm in. I'm doing it too. And All right. Dexterity dagger. check for Rory as and you take the dagger. Six. 
All right, here we go. <laughs> so like literally drinking with, yeah. uh, or just wait, like, wait. like <laughs> drinking and then taking the dagger. He's got a, he's got a beer drink hat. Oh, that's it. That's he's it. Yeah. I, I thought, I always thought Rory had three arms. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got one of <laughs> the straws just leading and you're just like looking up at eyes like, oh yeah, this is easy. And you get two stabs in and it's just like the middle of your hand. <laughs> you take three points of damage. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, and you lose, uh, you lose the five silver. Oh no! <laughs> um, so Kaloon uh, and is Captain not Abram is rolling on the ground. He is laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, what a show that was for Ori. Kaloon, you've got to give it a shot. Uh, no, uh, Kaloon looks at this game and doesn't want any part of it. Kaloon looks at the blood on the table. Yeah, yeah. Well, I no, look up with my, we... arm, with my hand bleeding. I'm like, why not, Kaloon? No. <laughs> <laughs> like the dagger's still in say... your hand. Like, come on, try it out. <laughs> I'm gonna say when whenever we first walked in, I found or Kaloon found the the best raised platform and started playing his xylophone with his hat upside down in front of him. Oh, give me a performance oh. check, Kaloon. That's oh. going to be a 14. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, so you start playing uh, the xylophone and you actually get people clapping along. And just after Rory has uh, stabbed his own hand, um, it looks like the whole tavern is sort of. Uh, gearing its attention uh, because you've kind of picked up a tune, an old uh, shanty, and, and Abram stands up and he says, Kaloon, that'd be, that'd be the shanty of the Chasm Sea. Hi, Abram, I see you know it. Of course I know it. Henry Locke, who started the shanty town. Well, she's an old friend of mine, you know. She was the reason I left the Navy five years ago to sail with the pirates of the Chasm Sea. I wanted something more than the straight and narrow could offer. I didn't ask for your whole backstory. I just well, listen, listen. To the song. Keep, keep the dramatic back music. Keep it going. But I found myself tiring of the constant worry and chaos of the pirating life. Are you sure they're not called the Pirates of the Chasm Bean? Oh. <laughs> well, I don't know if we have the rights to that. Um, <laughs> but I sure learned a whole lot while learning under, uh, uh, under Henry Locke. And, uh, and you know, this town and this pub is named for the Chasm Sea Shanty. That was written by General Locke herself. Kowloon, uh, if you want to keep playing it, I'll sing it maybe once through, and anyone else who knows the shanty can, can sing along. How does that sound? All right, let's see if we can get the whole room in with us on this. Hey, this sounds great. <clears throat> Let me get on my performing voice. All right, I'll play me xylophone. You, you do the first verse. Sounds good. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> a strange glowing blue appears in the side of the tavern with all the lyrics of the, of the song. Um, <laughs> Telnius is casting pretty... to amplify our... our Ooh, voices. it's very cool. It's very oh. cool looking. <clears throat> I left my old world to sail the chasm sea And what I left behind were friends and family Adventure I'll find as stars guide me I'll brave the unknown on the old chasm sea Left my old world to sail the chasm sea. And what I left behind were friends and family. Adventure I'll find as stars guide me. I'll brave the unknown 
on the old chasm sea. Yeah, I need a pint. Here comes to my eye every time I hear it. Abram, an ale over here. Ah, yes, a new ale. And um, at this point, um, the tavern door swings open. Uh, The small boy from earlier uh, came in, and he caught the very end of that. He's... uh, He's actually looking a little worried, a, a little concerned, um, because stepping in behind him is a, a, a dwarven character. He only has one arm, and he has um, a, a black beard, and uh, he comes in and he says, uh, you just don't know when to die, Kaloon. Uh, um, Kaloon? <laughs> Who, Hello, who we got this? some explaining to do. Who is this? <laughs> oh, hey guys. Uh, well, this is uh, <laughs> well, this is Idric, I assume, right? It's been a while. That's correct. What are you doing here, Adric, the Anvil, Kaloon? I thought I've made it perfectly clear that you are not welcome anywhere in this land, this island. What? Or this. what do you mean? You never mentioned this. You were just talking about Ben Ness. Oh, no. That's a mountain. I don't want you existing in this world at all. And oh. he pulls from behind him uh, a, a, a blacksmith's hammer, and he jumps onto the table, not very gracefully, and he swings the hammer down at Kowloon. And does a twenty? I, I dodge it. Easy. Does a twenty-one hit your AC? <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. You take uh, eight points of damage as he hits the hammer across your face, Kaloon. And we'll go to Gruck. Ah, so hey, he's, mummy maker. So uh, he's uh, he jumped up on a table. Yes, that's correct. Okay. I want to literally run, grab him by the shoulders and thing, and just lift him off the ground and hold him at arm's length. <laughs> Beautiful. And just hold him helplessly up in the air. All right, give me that strength check. All right. And he'll contend it. That sucked. Uh, eight. Um, Apparently, did not get a good hold of him. Okay, so you actually are able to grab him uh, and pull him off of the table, but he's swinging back and forth. And uh, with his one, uh, his right arm, which is holding the hammer, he brings his elbow back and conks you on the top of the head, and he slips from your grasp, and uh, Ayas will come to you. I pick up an empty chair, and I smash it on the back of his head. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yard of bar. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's Somebody ten. Bring a beer bottle. Uh, ten. <laughs> yeah, he's not able to dodge it though. So uh, yeah, you smash that chair. Roll a d4 of damage. Oh, and like Leonard Skinner starts playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Four. Four points of damage. Uh, oh, plus man. strength six. Beautiful. Oh uh, yeah, Telnius, give me a give me a, a turn. Okay. Um, I want to cast command. Um, so he's got a, a make, Yo, make a, a will save. save. Whoa, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Ooh, what is your command? Uh, my command is grovel. So I um, make me uh, uh, connect eyes with him, put my hand out, and say, "In the name of Thesla, grovel." Um, he he falls to his knees. Rory, you now have a, a turn. Okay, so the, the knife is still lodged in the back of my hand. Yes. And so I'm just going to like, 
and try to <laughs> flick it towards him. <laughs> Give me a dexterity roll with disadvantage. With disadvantage? <laughs> yeah, you're flicking a, a, a dagger out of your hand. Okay. Uh, 13. Um, 13. Wow, it's actually more impressive than you thought, yeah. but it doesn't hit him. It like sticks in the wall behind him, and he says... Uh, I say, who can I say? Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. I say, next time it's your face. (laughs) (laughs) How many more daggers do you have in your hand? (laughs) Doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, I break a a bottle. Oh, and you break a bottle? I break a bottle and use that, and I say, next time it's your face. (laughs) All right, Kowloon, we'll go to you. Uh, So I I just kind of walk up to him and uh, uh, just punch him in the face. (laughs) Oh, man, yeah. Give me that roll. Oh, that's a nat 20. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, roll a d6 with that. Uh, two. All right. Um, is he just kind of immobilized right now, though? Yeah. I mean, that's a critical hit, so you can roll that d6 again. Oh, duh. <laughs> okay, that's four total. Oh, so. nice. Uh, yeah, so you just, like, you punch him in the face, which... Um, does that end the spell? No. Like any kind of like violence against Not, them? No, the spell is still there until my turn. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, great. And I say, and I say, no one kill him. Yeah. And Captain Abram stands up and he says, "Yes, no more." Oh God, this is Urthesla. This is, this is Adric. He's in charge of things around here. What are you all doing? Oh, oh, this is not looking good. Oh, this is not good at all. Quickly, get get him up. Get him up. I uh, end the spell. Oh, and he's like, he's kind of like knocked Wait, out. Wait, no, I say he attacked us. What, what are you doing? Oh, I, if we want to leave here with our very lives, we can't let people know that we've just pummeled their, their, their cap'n. I don't care what they think. He just attacked us out of nowhere. You shut your cowardly mouth, Abram. This man killed my mother. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a whole, it's a whole thing. It'll, it'll happen. It'll, it'll come out later on. Okay. I trust you. All right. Um, well, um, no, if, if this guy is powerful, maybe we should yeah, just, <laughs> just let him go. Yeah, I, I would say we need to leave him here and we need to get out of Shantytown as quickly as possible. Well, can Five, you like put him leave. to sleep or something like that? No. And we'll just scram? Well, he's pretty knocked out or, from Colin's punch. So, oh, okay. so if I've knocked him out, I would like to take some rope and uh, just go ahead and just strip him down. Uh, okay. Nothing, and, and I'm going to tie him up where he's like above the end door. So when people walk in and turn around, it's like a mounted... Uh, does, he have, oh, nice. does he have one of those coins? But, but it's like he's just kind of like bent over mooning the entire tavern. Oh my gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> no, he doesn't have well, one of those coins. Do they have a stuffed dwarf <laughs> yeah. above the door? So, um, Would anyone in this that tavern takes a lot let of time. do that? Yeah, so the people uh, at the tavern, you know, Abram's going and like, and like, talking them down, like saying, oh, you know, he'll, he'll be up. It's just a, a lot of drinking, that sort of thing, and trying to persuade them, and he's being very charismatic with them, and he's turning around, seeing, like, what Kowloon is doing, and he's like, oh, he's <laughs> uh, starts sweating a bit, and, um, and he says, all right, boys, well, I think we've, uh, I think we've done had the pirating adventure that, uh, that we can have for the day. Let's go make sure that those mules are packed. I'm not satisfied yet, but okay. All right, let's get out of Dodge. I look for an apple laying around so I can stuff it in the guy's mouth right before we... uh, Awesome. So, so Gruck, as you're looking for the apple, these four actually leave the tavern before getting to say goodbye to you. No. Not again. (laughs) (laughs) And, And you guys make it back to the mules, which are packed up, and Abram quickly... Um, you guys quickly leave 
shanty town behind, unfortunately. Um, and as you're, as you're making your way safely, uh, I promise you it's safely, uh, back to uh, Tesla's grace, no velociraptors this time, um, uh, you guys get to Tesla's grace and you look to see what supplies, uh, what kind of food has been uh, supplied to you all. Uh-oh. And um, <laughs> probably a mark from uh, that signature from Kowloon the only supplies you guys were given were gruel You've and apples. Call Oon. And I never no, got that. That was phone. clearly Abram's fault. He said we wouldn't do this. That's your signature. <laughs> yep. That looks like your signature there. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so um, so at this point, Abram is shrugging. He's like, oh, that's oh. my boys. <laughs> um, at this point, uh, we'll kind of uh, just go back to a scene. Uh, back at the tavern, and there was one man sitting in the back watching everything happen who never really got up, and uh, um, uh, there's an elven messenger who comes to the Star Guide pub, and uh, he, he enters this tavern, he looks over, he sees Adric, gives a little shrug, and um, they go and sit down at the table with this other person. Uh, the opposite chair, to the messenger is a rather hairy Kassanian man. Uh, the messenger says, looks like we have another job for you and your crew if you're willing. The man slides the paper over, he looks at it, reads it. Mm. As long as the gold comes through, then we will remain willing and able. The elf smiles and says, <laughs> Jacquard, when have you ever been given reason to doubt us? Jacquard smiles, and he traces the small symbol at the bottom of the page with his finger. A circle, a square, a triangle, all intertwined together. Hey, Kowloon, what was that all about? Who's Adric? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Tellius. Adric was my mother's husband, I guess. Uh, first husband, latest husband. I remember, uh, probably my greatest memory of him was on Nest Day. Oh, what's Nest Day? Oh, well, it was, uh, it was a holiday we had in Ben Nest. It was celebrating the harvest, which is weird, because we're dwarves, we live in a mountain. We don't, we don't have any harvest. There's nothing to harvest, we just trade ore all the time. I don't know what we're celebrating, but the village elders, they'll just, They'll just make it up one day. They'll just all get together and decide. Like, here it is. This is this is nest day. Everybody can just take off of work. They'll just send a runner all the way through the mountain and just tell us. But don't ask. Don't ask about it though. Don't ask why we're celebrating a harvest that we don't that we don't have. Oh, okay. So who is Adric again? Oh, uh, well, I, I remember uh, one, one one nest day. I asked him. I I said this was before he. He really, really hated me. But I went up to him and asked him when I was a young child. And I remember saying, hey, Adric, what, is, what harvest are we celebrating? He said, what's wrong with you? You don't, you don't ask about what the harvest is. We got a day off of work. Why are you asking about this? I said, well, I, I, just, I just wanted to know. It's just curious. And he said, well, don't ask about it again. And that was literally, I think, the last conversation I had with him. I don't know what his problem is. But then everybody, it was like I was a pariah. No one would talk to me for the rest of the day. I don't know what happened. It's just, it's a weird holiday. But sometimes though, the elders are really old, just very, very old. And we'll have 
nest day like two or three times a year because they'll forget that we just, we've already had it. But it's just random. Okay, um, who the hell is Adric, Kalun? Oh, just family, I guess. It was, was kind of nice getting caught up with them, I suppose. Got it. Thank you all so much for listening to the story segment of our live Hypericon show recording. If you want to hear the Q&A, we'll be releasing that between episodes five and six. Huge shout out to our sound engineer, Sam Anderson. And joining us for Hypericon was engineer Raylan Janicki. Thank you so, so much. Happy Nest Day. <laughs>